Welcome, everybody, to the Snapped Podcast. My name is Tyler Kluver, and let's consider this a personal audio journal of mine. A lot of rambling, a lot of random stuff, anything relevant in my personal life that has to do with health, fitness, diet, business, being an entrepreneur, and simply trying to unlock the avenues of personal growth that help me find the most happy, fulfilling, and free life that I can live. I hope that you guys can take something away from the show and maybe find some entertainment in it as well. Thank you so much for listening and uh, let's get to it. We're back for another episode of the Snap Podcast. Uh, you are listening to this again on a on just another week. As I talked about, I think last week or the week before that, I was going to record four episodes all on the same day. Ended up having to split it two and two. It's now Thursday, the day after I recorded the last two episodes. Regardless, here we are. I uh, got two, oh, one important topic for today, and that's really all that matters. And that is implementing a healthy lifestyle or a, at minimum, a healthy lifestyle change into the life that you're currently are already living. And this is relevant because while you may, may be making the change and you may have – shoot, this is going back to uh, some academia. Uh, you may have gone through the stages of change, which is probably another whole episode on itself. Add it to the list. Um, you know, you've now decided and probably made decisions, taken action hopefully into implementing – whatever you plan on changing about yourself. It could be a new workout routine. It could be a new uh, diet element that you're trying out. It could be uh, oftentimes that you're trying to cut out something. You're trying to not eat as much sugar. You're not trying, you're trying to not eat dessert. You're trying to not drink alcohol, X, Y, Z. And while you have made this decision, baby in the background, while you have made this decision, no matter how much force and application you attack that decision with, it's not going to change how the people in your life are living. And it's probably, at least in the beginning, not going to change um, the way in which they interact with you. Now, hopefully that second one starts to shift over time. And I can promise you that it does. And there's some things that you can do to, to help that along the way. But we're going to get into why this is important. Um, and I guess the easiest example is you got a bunch of friends. And you got a group of five or six friends. And you, with those friends, go out on a semi-regular basis. And maybe every once a month, you all get together and go out to the bar. Or shoot, maybe it's uh, local friends. Or um, I could very easily see this being a, a thing where uh, – you all have kids on the same sports team or the same whatever. And it's a weekend uh, and every weekend thing where every Saturday after a tournament, you guys are going out, um, having drinks, going out to eat, whatever it may be. And as is with most people on earth, people like to drink, right? But you decide that it's no longer time for you to be consuming alcohol for whatever reason it may be. Right? And the reason is not important. And that's something to remember here. And a point that hopefully someday, although 
possibly and probably not right off the bat, you will feel comfortable getting across to these people. You are now changing the way you're going to behave and the decisions that you're going to be making in the social environment. Um, this is, uh, I'm going to highlight really uh, the eating and drinking portion of it today on this episode, but you can apply this to a whole lot of different things where it could just be as simple as how you spend your time, right? You have a, a significant other or you have a group of friends or your family or some, uh, you're fortunate enough to spend a lot of time with your family and what you guys do in your free time leisurely outside of career on the weekends in, in the evenings um, is important, right? People love that time. And if you start to change the way that you spend that time, that's for you right? It's not for anybody else, but it is going to affect others because now maybe you're not hanging out with them anymore. Maybe you're choosing to do something different. And in the sense of going out to eat or going, you know, going out to whatever it may be, it may be a a thing where you are doing the same thing, but you're doing it differently. And this becomes really important because On both sides of having a healthy relationship uh, with diet and exercise and a healthy lifestyle, um, one of the most important things, both hindrances but also helper, is having a support system or who your support system is, who you spend time with. I know everyone's heard the quote, um, show me the five people you spend the most time with and I'll show you who you are. And I I believe that to be very true. So there may be some pushback when you make a healthy decision. You start cutting out alcohol, start cutting out dessert, certain meals, whatever it may be. This could even be as simple as husband or wife or partner, whatever it may be. And you start to eat differently at breakfast and at dinner. And you may receive pushback on those decisions. Um, So how do we... How do we manage, I'm not going to say completely prevent because it's always going to be there, but how do we manage the social pressure, relationship pressure of integrating your healthier lifestyle into the other parts of your life that are already sort of set in stone? Because you don't want to stop going out, right? You don't want to stop finding fun places to eat, take the family, and you don't want to stop doing all the other fun things that you want to do. Um, but if you're a person who's realizing that you want to make health a significant part of your life, and in my personal opinion, bias opinion, it should be, you're going to have to find a way to balance these things. And so I see, I see two ways to do this. Um, and again, we're looking at the, we're looking at the, the food and the drink kind of portion of it today, but again, could factor into any healthy decisions that you're making. There's either making it work. Or there's times when it simply isn't going to work and you have to be a little bit more sturdy in your confidence uh, behind your decisions. You have to stand up for yourself. So let's let's talk about what making it work means, right? And, and what an example of that would be. Um, making it work. You're on a example. You're on a diet. Um, you're not on a diet. Your diet specifically happens to be 2,400 calories a day, right? 
you are consistent with this. You very rarely are anywhere outside of the window of 23 to 2,500 calories. You're pretty right on. You get your protein. You hit all your goals. You drink your water. You know, you're, you're sleeping well. And then on the calendar, um, well, let's just use a holiday as an example. We just got through the holidays. Thanksgiving's coming up. It's November and Thanksgiving's coming up. And you know that, you know, not only are you going to go to your families, but maybe you have a, a significant other that you're also going to go to their families. So in a matter of one or two days, call it Thursday, Friday of Thanksgiving week, you know ahead of time, planned out days in advance, possibly weeks, there's going to be two days that present a lot of challenge and irregularity to your diet. So again, we come back to we either make it work or it's not going to work. When we make it work, that means that we alter variables that are in our control to balance out the overextension that we're going to have. Simply put in this scenario, again, 2,400 calories for you on a daily basis. You estimate that you're probably going to go for those two days somewhere around 500 to 1,000 calories per day over, right? You're going to indulge in a more buffet-style meal. There's going to be a whole lot more home-cooked foods, specifically desserts. And you want to make this work. You're not a person who is... In this instance, you've decided that you're not gonna you're not gonna take the second approach of it's not going to work, which is okay. Sometimes we can take that approach. But for this holiday specifically, you decided we're gonna make it work. So the application, the executable action is Wednesday and Saturday, you decide to cut back. You're gonna go heavy on the protein, lots of water eat filling fruits, vegetables, and meat, and you're going to come in somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000 calories on those two days to bring down your average over that four-day span to match about 2,400 where you would regularly have been. That is making it work. You decide that the day before and the day after, I suppose it would be Wednesday and Saturday in this instance, you are altering those days to help balance the days where you're overextending. That's making it work. Or you decide that in that meal, you're only going to have so much of this food, only so much of that. Um, you decide only one slice of pumpkin pie. I'm only going to eat one serving of mashed potatoes. Whatever you set limits, something you know is going to still be around that 2,400 calories. You're still going to enjoy the meal. You're going to make it work, but you're going to adjust around it. Now, the other option in this scenario is it just simply isn't going to work, right? And I think for a holiday, if you have the, um, if you have the, the fortitude, the discipline, um, you can kind of make it work anyway. You can choose the meats, any of the vegetables. You can choose to not eat dessert. That's sort of it not working, right? You're, you're, you're crossing the line of like, okay, I'm not fully enjoying this holiday, but that's just what the decision I've made. Um, another example is you're going out to eat with friends, dinner and drinks. And again, you decide that you're going to make this work. 
So earlier in the day, you cut back on breakfast, you, you skip breakfast, you make it a light lunch, and now you've saved enough calories for dinner. You're making it work in your life. Again, whatever that calorie number is you're trying to hit for the day, you still kind of come around, come in around there for that specific day because you pre-planned ahead. Now, the other way is you, it's simply not going to work. You go out to dinner with drinks, you still participate, but you get the dish that you know has less calories. You opt for the salad instead of the fries. And you choose to have a bite of dessert and no wine, but you still went out. The meal didn't work within what you were doing, but you still were able to participate. And again, this one, this option takes a little bit more discipline. So there's two routes we can go. Um, it's important to know that you're going to get pushback on this. And that pushback comes 100% from the insecurity of whoever's giving it to you. When you decide to make a healthy decision that is disciplined and clearly a, um, if you want to get real sort of basic about it, like a good boy or a good girl to say, like, you know, you're being a good person, you're making the good decision. Um, that makes other people uncomfortable because it highlights, it makes very obvious the bad decisions that they're making. It makes them feel, though this isn't your intention, it makes other people feel as though you are making a point against them. They feel as though, oh, he ordered the chicken and the salad. He's judging me. He's, you know, this now is a, because it is who we are as humans, they start to make it about them. Their mind tricks them and thinks, oh, he's ordering healthy stuff. He's not ordering dessert. He's not doing drinks. He must be trying to make a point against me. He must be judging me, which is when they start to go into defense mode. It's why they push back. Dude, have a drink. Dude, come on. Order the dessert. Get the, get the mashed potatoes, right? Because trying to get you to join in and become one of the crowd, one of the group, they can the, – uh, the irregularity, right? That obvious nature of, oh, someone else is being healthy – if they can mesh that into the to the larger group, then nothing they don't have to then confront that they are potentially making less healthy decisions than they could be. So remember that. Um, and it's hard when you get that social pressure. I started dealing with it all the way back in college, starting at 18 years old. Um, shit before that, 16, 17 years old in high school when kids start to drink. I've never been a drinker, never liked it, didn't. Um, drunk is cool, but the feeling after being drunk, the hangover is not cool. And to me, life is cool enough, enjoyable enough that I don't need to get drunk to take the edge off of anything. And again, this is just me personally. That's just my personal life choice. It's not even a health choice, although it is inherently quite healthy to not poison your body with alcohol. Um, Andrew Huberman does an incredible podcast about that. Two hours long plus, I think. But you're going to get a lot of pushback, especially on the drinking, especially if you're in college or you're young. Ways to combat that. Uh, get a drink that's non-alcoholic, right? Or, or get water. I can specifically remember, you know, playing football at the University of Iowa 
the some of the players who did go out a lot had some pull at a couple of the bars. We would get the roped off private section um, where they would bring drinks to the area uh, and they would bring water. And I would grab a glass, fill my glass with water and make it look like it was a, a vodka Sprite. The handful of times that I went out, people knew I wasn't a drinker, which then made it more fun for them in their inebriated state to try and push me to be a drinker, right? And that's just the behavior that happens when you're under the influence. It's not on them to maintain my discipline, right? So order a non-alcoholic drink. You could just sip on a Sprite, sip on a Coke. Nobody knows if there's alcohol in that or not. No one's going to take your drink if you're not making it a big deal and test it for you. Or just sip on water. I did it so many times. I still do it today. Um, could also use the excuse that you have something in the morning, right? You just simply, there's something in the morning. There's a, a breakfast, a, a meeting, a call. Um, you have to meet your parents. You have to meet your family, whatever it may be. And you just, you don't want to have to deal with being hungover. You could tell them that it simply just doesn't make you feel very good. Like, be like you can be very serious about it and say hey i just i cannot drink like i'm going to feel like shit and it's 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 just simply not worth it and if you are serious with people they will respect that i think the last option of sort of dealing with this pressure and all these go for the foods too right when you decide not to order the burger and you go for the chicken sandwich you can say all these same things it doesn't make me feel good um you know i i already ate way too much today you can make up these excuses but I think this last one is the best one and it's be honest, stand up for yourself and what you're trying to accomplish. Be proud that you are one of few that are making decisions that positively impact your health. You're someone who is structuring your life in a way that you actively are making decisions that are going to stack on top of each other that are going to build brick by brick the foundation of your health, of your fitness. If you tell somebody, uh, you know what, man, like, you know, I'm, I, I, I kind of have a way that I eat and, and, uh, and it doesn't really include alcohol. I'm not, I don't drink. I, you know, I, I work out a lot. I like to take care of my body. Um, and when I eat like shit and I drink, you know, it just doesn't, uh, sit well with the recovery. Um, it's harder to work out the next time. And, to be honest, my uh, my personal health goals are they're just a little more important to me than this one meal, and um, and I and and you can tell them like, hey, I I have plenty of times where I where I indulge and I eat good stuff, and tonight just isn't the night, and you just be honest with them, and most people, um, especially if you kind of bring your tone to a serious sort of hey, this is important to me, they are not going to push back especially anymore. I think this is probably getting better and better, but who, who is going to be that guy in a group that says, Oh, look at the, look at the, the, the dummy who's trying to be healthy. No one's going to do that. It's not a playground. Right. And on a larger topic, if you are surrounding yourself with like-minded people um, and people who care about you, they certainly aren't going to make fun of your decisions. And they may even be making healthy decisions with you. If you've got the right crowd. So just some thoughts on integrating your healthy lifestyle into 
you know, some of the ways that you already live, some of the relationships and people that you spend time with, and uh, some of the actionable things that you can use, excuses, reasons why you're doing so. Because um, that's that's hard for some people. Um, anyway, hope you enjoyed this snapped episode. Uh, episode 110, I believe. Um, we'll be back next week with 111, which is going to be on the RPE scale. Until then, peace.